very much for that. Let's um, all stand, please. Let's all stand to open the Bibles. And let's go to the book of Titus. The book of Titus. Titus chapter 2, verses 1 to 15. This entire chapter of the book of Titus, chapter 2. Let's read this responsibly. I will read verse number 1. Please respond in verse number 2. And uh, responsive reading until we reach the last verse. Then we'll read together the last verse. Alright? Chapter 2 of the book of Titus. Verse number 1. But speak thou the things which become sound doctrine. The aged women likewise, that they be in behavior, has becometh holiness, not false accusers, not given too much wine, teachers of good things. To be discreet, chaste, keepers at home, good, obedient unto their own husbands, and the, that the word of God be not blasphemed. In all things, showing thyself a pattern of good works, and in doctrine, showing uncorruptness, gravity, sincerity. Exhort servants to be obedient and their own masters, and to please them well in all things, not answering again. For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men. <laughs> Looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Together, verse 15, these things speak and exhort and rebuke with all authority. Let no man despise thee, our Father in heaven, blessed Lord, our service tonight. I pray that the Holy Spirit of God will be the one that will take control. And our um, hearts, Lord, are ready to receive your word. Uh, also, Lord, I am mindful of my infirmity. I am mindful, Lord, of my um, uh, weakness. I pray that you will just uh, strengthen me, Lord, and that your power may rest upon me as I bring your word to your people. Bless your people once again. Give us victory tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please be seated. You see, this is our blessed hope. I give you already in the... Um, in our uh, um, group chat, the, the lesson, what, I, what, what I'm going to speak tonight, very unusual. And uh, even Sam was asking, Daddy, what is that for? <laughs> Why are you don't, you don't show your lesson uh, to our group chat? But I'm, I'm just, um, you know, just came to my mind to perhaps, you know, um, good thing for our people, even though they may not be able to come to our church. At least they have an idea uh, what are the things that are taught and what are the things that we are going to talk about in our church. So that, you know, even just reading all those subtitles or uh, sub points in our message tonight, at least that, that will work. You know, I, I, was, I was reading and I was uh, looking at that, um, the sub points. Uh, even even to think about those points will enough for me to be awakened that um, the, to the reality that the Lord Jesus Christ is coming and because he is coming uh, we need to be prepared and again there is this blessed hope our blessed hope um, the blessed hope is referred here uh, especially in verse number verse number 13 verse number 13 this is the Imminent, the personal, and I believe uh, without shadow of the doubt 
that Jesus Christ would come in his pre-millennial return. In other words, you know, the, 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 the rapture, the arrival of Christ uh, will, will come before his reign, before the 1,000 year reign of the Lord Jesus. And that is the blessed hope there, our blessed hope. Um, Sam, if you can, you know, navigate that um, sword, e-sword there, go to this verse number 13, verse number 13. And if you click the KJV Plus, then you will see the word hope. You know, we use the word hope. Somehow it's a, it's a wrong usage of the word. We, because we say, oh, I hope so. That means you are not certain. When you, when you use the word hope in our use today, that implies that we are not sure whether things that we are expecting or things that we want to happen would happen because you are hoping. And again, our understanding of the word hope is a little bit different in the way back in those times because the meaning of the word hope Notice here, where's the whole uh, G that is Greek, Greek 1680, and that word has its meaning. This elbow, and that is expectation or not to anticipate, usually with pleasure. To anticipate, usually with pleasure. There's no shadow of doubt. That means that's going to happen. That is the word hope. The, the word hope here, the blessed hope, is something that is sure to happen. <laughs> Different from our usage, right? Our usage of the word hope is uncertain. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of going to, uh, uh, I'm thinking of going to um, uh, Europe, or I'm thinking of going to uh, uh, Germany. Then I want to bring my wife. Then the wife will be, oh, oh I hope so. <laughs> if you have money, <laughs> I hope so. It is not certain. It is not really clear whether that would happen. But here the word hope is clear. It is, a, it is um, you know, a joyful and confident expectation. It is an expectation. It is something that is going to happen. It is something that you can sure and you can really embrace that, that that is going to happen. That is the blessed hope that God is showing to us. You see, um, in, in verse number, I mean, in John chapter 14, verse number 3, verses 1 to 3 actually is a good verse to, to read there. We understand that the Lord Jesus Christ encouraged his disciples not to be troubled. We are, we are troubled everywhere. We are troubled in every side. We have problems in, within. Um, we have problems without. We have problems with relationship. We have problems of sometimes in the home. We have problems with finances. We have problems with work. We have problems in our community. We have problems in our city. We have problems in our economy. We have problems in a nation. We have so much problems and you know, all these kinds of things will just weary us down and pull us down. But I will tell you my friend, the Lord Jesus Christ said, let not your heart be troubled. <laughs> let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. And, um, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again <clears throat> and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. Now, Jesus Christ had spoken these words that is going to happen in the future. And that, you know, that event will be, will be happening. And there's no shadow of doubt that that will happen. And that is the blessed hope. It is not a hope that we know of. Word that signifies or implies um, an uncertainty. But that is something in the mind, in the mind of the Lord Jesus. Is something that is going to happen for well, very, very sure. So again, the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, all the signs point to the fact that the Lord and His coming is imminent. He's coming very soon. And when He, you know, we, we just don't know when. That is a problem with this. 
We want to know when, but God said, no, I will not let you know. Just be prepared. Just get ready. So every single day we prepare ourselves. Every single time we, 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 we expect that he's going to come on that very day. So the Lord's coming is imminent. And again, the, the scripture predicts very clearly about his coming. And his coming for sure is before the millennium reign. So all of us, we, 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 we've heard of uh, people who were, say, who were saying um, you know, post-millennium or uh, post-trib or they call it uh, pre-trib and mid-trib. So there are Christians like us who believe in this kind of things. But in, in, my, um, you know, uh, in my belief in this, I have no shadow of doubt that Jesus Christ would come before the tribulation. So we belong to this pre-tribulation. Some people believe that we are already in tribulation. So that, that means they, they, call that, they call themselves a believer of mid-trib or mid-tribulation. And some people also said that, you know, um, um, they believe in po post-tribulation. That means Jesus Christ would come when tribulations happen. But now I cannot really believe that uh, kind of line of thinking because in fact, the Lord Jesus Christ prepared us not for tribulation. We are not prepared for uh, the, the, the punishment of this world. Just like, um, you know, the time of Noah. Noah was not prepared for the flood. I mean, was not, he did not go through the flood. He was taken by God when the flood came. Before the flood came, Noah is safe. So before the, the tribulation of this world will come, we are safe. We will be in the, in the sky. We will be in the air with, with the Lord Jesus Christ. And then once we are taken out of this world, then this world will be crumpled with all those tribulations that never before happened to this world. That is why um, we believe in this. Um, we belong to the people who believe in the pre-millennial reign of Jesus Christ. The word pre-millennial reign, that means Jesus Christ is already, you know, uh, appointed in the Bible, is already appointed in the, in the time to come by God that Jesus Christ will reign upon this world, upon this earth for 1,000 years. He would reign. That is, the problem with man, uh, Christians, we cannot figure out whether, when is that reign going to start? Is it before or during or after the tribulation? But again, it's very, very um, clear. And again, this is a very thrilling subject. Yet, there are so many Christians, my friend, who either through, um, you know, uncertainty of the scripture, they are not sure of the scripture, or the prejudice that they have that they do not expect and looking forward to the return of Jesus Christ. Even though they believe in Christ, but they do not want to prepare. A lot, even in our church, they, all of us believe that Jesus Christ would come. But so many of us do not really prepare themselves. They are still being cumbered with so many things in this world. They are, they are very much, uh, you know, um, um, busy on the things of this world. When I think about these people, I, I, what comes to my mind is, you know, the parable of the soil. That these people... Um, uh, they love the Word of God. They, love, they have the joy in the Word of God. But because they have no depth, you know, or, or, or they are overgrown with thorns. And when they are overgrown with thorns, as they grow, the, 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 the thorns choke, choke the, um, the, the plant and it cannot grow. That is exactly the same with the Christians who are who love the word of god they love christianity they love jesus christ but the cares of this life choke the word that they become unfruitful they cannot win souls they cannot win people to the lord jesus christ because so much cares there's a lot of work to do the chores in the home and in the house the business the work the, there's so many things that we cannot do the work of god but we love god we expect the lord's coming and we want to meet him and we want to meet him with open arms i'll tell you my friend just look at this you know 
uh, for the parables of the soil and check which one of the soil you are with honest you know searching in your heart with honest you know uh, studying of the scripture and evaluate where you where 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 do you stand in this where do where do you belong uh, are you that are you that um, a stony ground are you that you know uh, um, 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 overgrown with thorns or are you on the wayside or are you that good ground because all of us all christianity all people in this world will fall one of these four grounds the wayside the stony ground or the thorny ground or the good ground i do not know where you belong search it out check it in your bible when you go home tonight study that and see yourself oh lord i i belong to this one lord i belong to this one i don't want this i don't want to the to, to be part of the sto um, um a stony ground my heart is hardened uh, my, my my i love the word of god but but when when there is when there is problem in the church you go away because there is no root in your in your in in, in the soil you have not rooted you just love it then anon with joy the, the bible says anon with joy but when tribulations and persecutions come fled out of the way you see my friend there are people like that it's either they are ignorant in the word of god or ignorant of the scripture or they are prejudiced that they do not you know care whether god would come today or tomorrow next week they don't care as long as they have a good life but tonight let's going to consider some reasons why christians should be familiar with this blessed hope why we need to be familiar with blessed hope because this is about the coming this is about the coming of the lord jesus christ first of all i want you to see um um this subject concerns the lord jesus christ we saw it you saw it you know already what's point number one this concerns the lord jesus christ himself why is that the lord is coming and it is more important or even most important um, to beware of the danger of becoming more occupied with the event with the event than than the person who is coming because for many occasions for many times the you know the first consideration that we must have in our christian life the first consideration that in our preparation for the coming of the lord jesus is our heart it is our heart that is the first and foremost to be considered that our heart is ready and longing for the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. We are not, my friend, going to prepare ourselves because the world, the world is going to end. That is not the reason why we prepare. Because the world would end? No. We are going to prepare ourselves because Jesus Christ is coming very soon. He is the one. It's not the event of the, 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 the end of the world, but it is the person of Jesus Christ that is coming. You scattered here all throughout the scripture, all throughout the Bible, the word of God. There are scores of thrilling details about the time, about the manner, about the place of his return. We know where, where, where it's going to return. We know what is around the proximity of the time and what manner that he's going to come and again but the that is not the most important thing it is not important as important as the coming of the lord jesus christ himself the person of his coming i mean the the, the person that is coming the uh, the world right now there are a lot of people preparing for the end of the world they are preparing for the end of the world, but they are not preparing to meet the Lord Jesus Christ. But us Christians, you know, it's good that we know 
the proximity of the time and the behavior of our you know the time that we have right now the society the 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 world um how the world now is ready and ripe for the coming of the lord jesus christ and we also know about the manner of his coming we also know about probably the place of his return but the most thrilling aspect of this whole subject my friend is that the lord jesus christ is coming his person we are going to see the lord himself we are going to see him and that is the the the, the most the grandest of all when we see the lord jesus christ we don't care what's what's going to happen to this mount eden war memorial hall we don't care <laughs> We don't care what's going to happen to this, you know, um, highways is so, you know, uh, um, well um, 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 constructed and all these buildings and all these uh, beautiful um, sceneries and uh, all this landscape. That's not going to be the consideration. What's going to be the greatest consideration uh, by the time is the person himself when you will be, when you will be called in front of him. When you are going to stand before the Lord Jesus Christ, that is the most thrilling thing, the most thrilling aspect of His return. You see, do not be, do not be um, fooled about um, other things uh, in this world other than the, the, the appearance of Jesus Christ uh, before your eyes. There are three New Testament um, verses or scriptures that specially emphasize um, the, the, the return of the Lord Jesus Christ himself. And this was declared by the Lord himself in one of these. Number one, we will see here the Savior's declaration. Because it's coming from his mouth. It's him that spoke these words in John chapter 14, verse number 1 and 2. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. This word. In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. Now, what does he say? What does he say? He said, I go to prepare. In other words, he said that he is going. And he himself, personally, he is going to prepare a place for us. And he himself declares it. He declares it. Another thing that we can find is the angel's confirmation in Acts chapter 1 verse number 9. Acts chapter 1 verse number 9. The Bible says, And when he had, uh, he had spoken these things, while they beheld, he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. So Jesus Christ, when he spoke to his disciples, giving them, you know, the... Um, his last words and um, his, his commandment to them. And then while they were like assembled themselves together and the Lord Jesus Christ, you know, he, um, he was taken up. He was taken up. And then um, the, and he was received, uh, the cloud received him out of their sight. In verse number 10, and while they, they looked steadfastly toward heaven, as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, which also said, Ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, which is, which is taken up from you into heaven, shall so come in like manner as you have seen him go into heaven. You see, the angels here said, This same Jesus, this same Jesus, so the Lord that went up is the same Lord that will come down. The Lord that, that ascended into the heavens, the same Lord that will descend upon this earth. And you will see that with your own eyes. And that is, the, you know, it's, it's different if you can just see that in the video, you can see that in the television, you can see that. But if that will happen before your very own eyes, that is different. Because God is going to speak to you personally. And again, another verse that tells us about this um, coming of the Lord 
um, is uh, spoken by Paul in his writing to the to the people to the Christians in Thessalonica in First Thessalonians chapter four verse number sixteen. We we, we have here the apostles' um, testimony uh, about the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, and he said here in verse number sixteen, "For the Lord Himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel." And with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. Apostle Paul said, the Lord himself. The, the angel said, the angel said, this same Jesus. And the Lord Jesus said, I go. Wow. Everything is, you know, um, the testimony here, the, uh, the confirmation here, everything emphasized about the personal coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. It is personal. And we must be, um, you, you must be aware about that. And again, the Lord himself is coming. And therefore, we as his children, we as his followers and believers and disciples should not only be familiar with this fact, but also we should also be, you know, looking out for him. We should be on the lookout. In other words, we must be vigilant. We must be, you know, we must be aware of what's going on in this world. What's going on? The Lord has promised that. That he is going to come, and you can see and you can you can feel the the environment around us. That it is around the time. I mean, uh, it's about time. And and again, it is similar to um, uh, a woman that that is going to deliver a baby, a woman in travail. You know that the woman is about to be de delivered, and but no one can tell when. No one can tell when, exactly when. Because it will just come. And the same thing is true with the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. We see the, you know, the likelihood now. The likelihood, we are now in the ninth month. Now this is now about, you know, the baby will come out. Anytime soon, the baby will come out. That is exactly the time where we are. Anytime the Lord Jesus Christ would come because we are now in the surrounding of the time of His coming. You see, this talks about the concerns um, of the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ Himself. Another thing that we can find this evening, um, secondly, is um, we need to be aware about this coming because this subject relates to every believer. This is not just about Christendom. This is not just about, you know, certain people. This is about these concerns, each one of us. This is, you know, this is related to all of us. All of us will be subject to this. All of us must be concerned about this. You see, why? Because every Christian is going to heaven. All of us, individually. And what will happen? What will happen? There is something that you cannot just, you know, uh, sit by on the, on, on the wayside and then watch these things unfolding before your eyes. No, you are going to be actively involved in this. Each one of us will be actively involved. Why? Because the first thing that would happen, we will be changed. When I will be changed, you will be changed too. <laughs> All of us that are saved will be changed. And again, the, the physically dead saints, those people who died, my mother who died in 2019, uh, and, and she, has the, she has the testimony of receiving the Lord Jesus Christ in her heart as Lord and Savior, and I know that she is saved. So my mother, who was physically dead, um, will be given a new body. All those dead saints physically um, they will be they would they would they would be given with a new body and those people at, upon the time of the rapture who are physically living um, they will have 
a changed body. So all of us will be changed. The dead Christians will be changed. The, the, the living Christians will be changed. Then all of us will be snatched together in the twinkling of an eye. Just like that, all of us gone. You know, um, shoot into the air and meet the Lord Jesus Christ in the air. And that for the purpose of the judgment seat of Christ. So the judgment seat of Christ will happen in the air. The Lord Jesus Christ, when he, when he, when he returns, he's not going to touch down on this, on this soil, on the earth. He will stay in the air to wait for us. And then we shoot up into the sky and shoot up into the air. And all of us will give account of what you have done. Since the time that you got saved until the time the rapture, you will give account. What have you done to Jesus Christ? Each one of us will give account to the Lord Jesus Christ. That is why this concerns you and me. This concerns all of us that we need to be aware of this because this subject relates to every believer. This subject relates to all of us. But how and when will this take place? The answer, my friend, is all of this will happen at his physical appearance. He will show himself to you. He will show himself to you physically. This concerns the Lord Jesus Christ himself. This relates to all believers. And thirdly here, number three, we need to be aware about this subject because this subject dominates biblical revelation. All the things that are being, being revealed in the Bible, most of them relate to the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, there is a great or a mass or large proportion of the prophecies of the Old Testament and all of them taken up with the final triumph of Jesus Christ and of His reign. The book of Isaiah talks about the final reign. It talks also about His coming as a babe in a manger and how that, you know, He became the uh, the Prince of Peace and all that, but time will come that Jesus Christ will reign. It's also spoken of in the in the Scripture in the Old Testament. Again, they were not fulfilled at His first coming when He came as a babe, and 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 when He suffered and when He died for us, it did not happen. To, his kingdom did not happen. But the Lord, I mean, the Bible was speaking about the reign. When he becomes king of kings and lord of lords. And most of that also is found in the Old Testament. So these people, they await fulfillment at the second coming. Also, there are many more prophecies of the Old Testament. Relating to the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. And rather than speaking about his first coming. So therefore, the subject really of the second coming. The, the, the final return of the Lord Jesus Christ dominates this biblical revelation so again we acknowledge uh, the authority of the bible and if you acknowledge the authority of the bible i will tell you my friend we must be convinced about the fact of his return we must be sure about this we must be sure without shadow of doubt that the lord jesus christ will come um, and again there's so many verses in the bible there are so many uh, examples in the Bible about His return. So this return of the Lord Jesus Christ concerns the Lord Jesus Himself. And it concerns, um, um, you know, uh, about His second coming because it relates to all believers and it dominates biblical revelation. And number four, number four, it is important for us to know this because this subject affects Christian character and conduct. The reason why there are so many Christians, you know, they from from very mean, very vile, very um, you know, uh, um, criminal thinking, totally changed by the Lord. Why? Because they understand that the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ is very soon. So it changed their character, it changed their conduct. And again, that is not just to those people who are hardened criminals. Uh, that got changed by the power of the word of God, but all of us also that are saved. When we, when, 
when we started our Christian life, we were not good, you know. All of us, we have our own bad things. We we have we have you know bad characters. We have we 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 don't um we don't really live a life that is pleasing to God. Only when we got saved, only that that the Bible taught us, the pastors teaching us all the time. And, and showing us the scripture and you know um, giving us testimonies of the goodness of God and that's why we are convinced that you know we need to we need to change we need we need to have this change in character change in conduct why because the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ you know that is going to be the subject how you live your life for the Lord Jesus Christ if we really believe that the Lord Jesus Christ is coming again we shall be different in what we are and what we do. There must be great change in us. See, if any man be in Christ, the Bible says in, uh, is it in 2 Corinthians 5.17? If any man be in Christ, is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. So we are, because we are new creation of Jesus Christ, then those things, uh, the songs that we love to sing before, we sing them no more. The movies that we love to watch before, we watch them no more. You see, the cussing and the, 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 the swearing and all those words that we say before, we say them no more. Why? Because we, it affects our Christian character. We are, we, we are going to face the Lord Jesus Christ. There might be some Christians that even though they know they are Christians, and then they're still like doing some bad things in their lives or those vices, gamble, gambling and, 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 and drinking and smoking. There was one pastor who said, you know, you smokers, you're a Christian already and you're still smoking. I tell you because the coming of the Lord is imminent. At any time he will come. And before you blow that smoke out of your mouth, you might blow it in the face of Jesus Christ. <laughs> because it's, it's just twinkling of an eye. And then you, you sniff that, you suck that smoke into your mouth. And then by the time you are about to blow that smoke, and then rapture strikes, and then immediately you are in front of Jesus Christ, and you blow that smoke <laughs> into his face. That is funny, but I will tell you, it can happen maybe. There are a lot of Christians that still smoke. There are a lot of Christians that are still enjoying their sin and their sinful yeah. habit. They are still continuing, even though they know that the, the coming of Jesus Christ is imminent. They will find it out. We will find it out because all of us will see it. All of us will see it because there's nothing hidden that cannot that shall not be proclaimed you know whatever you you have spoken in the ear will be will be published in the in the housetops will be proclaimed in the housetops in other words whatever secret you may have it will be brought into the open and there was this tract uh, entitled this was your life though that that track the chick track this was your life you know you will um, you see the photo of that, I remember still that the chick tracks, uh, it has the photo, first page is the baby crawling. And then it grows and grows and grows. And then the person there was, was you know, like looking at a woman there in, in secret. And then all these things that he did in his life, everything is recorded. That's what's going to happen, each one of us will become like we are the actors and actresses. And it is your life will be played there. Your life will be played from the time, probably that the time you, you are born or from the time you are saved. <coughs> and, and from that time you are saved, what, whatever you have done in your life will be, will be proclaimed there. And even the thoughts in your, in your mind, even the thoughts of your heart, perhaps will be also displayed there. In other words, everything that we do is displayed. That is why if we are not careful in our Christian life, we will come to that judgment of seat of Jesus Christ and we will all be ashamed. It will be a very shameful day. 
to so many of us. It will be a very shameful day. That's why so many Christians do not want Jesus Christ to come. <laughs> they do not want Jesus Christ to come because they enjoy their, their carnal life so much. And it, 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 it makes them no point why Jesus Christ would have to come. Why should I be uh, excited about his coming and, and I enjoy my life here on earth? My friend, I will tell you. You may enjoy here, um, you know, these little things that we have here on earth. You may enjoy this little thing and that thing, I will tell you, it is nothing in comparison to the joy in heaven. Yeah. Nothing. Because the Bible says, I had not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man. You have not imagined yet what's, what's, what's there God is preparing for you. You have not imagined yet. You, it will blow your mind when you see how beautiful it is, that what, the beauty there that God really... We, we, we have a little bit of glimpse. We have a little glimpse here and there. That the heaven is is no is the streets of gold. You know, that alone will blow your mind. Gold street made of gold. Gold here is so expensive. A kilo of gold would cost you seventy thousand dollars. And how many tons and tons and tons of gold is needed to make that street? Even that, it's so hard to quantify in our mind. That is why God said, I had not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man, that what things that God prepared for them that love Him. Only those that love Him. I hope that you are one of those people that love Him. I hope that each one of us would buy that all of us would love Him. Because those are the things God prepared for them. You see, this subject affects Christian character and conduct. It changes your behavior. It changes your character. It changes your manner of life. It changes your conduct. It changed me. I cannot be found in a church. I could not be found um, in the worship place. I could not be found singing hymns or, or whatever. I, 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 I sang those uh, bad songs. Oh, by the way, if you are a Christian today, stop those bad songs. Do not sing those songs anymore. Why? Remember, when you are a Christian, we, you know, we, 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 we are serving the Lord and we offer to the Lord our voices. When we come to church, we offer to the Lord songs from our mouth. And we, we speak the holy things of God. From our mouth, using our mouth to praise the Lord. And it is really sad if you use your mouth to praise the Lord Sunday and you use the same mouth to praise the world other days. It is sad if you are still singing bad songs. You know, what, what is bad songs, Pastor? What, what are those bad songs? Bad songs are those songs that do not glorify God. Those songs that address that are addressed to man, even love songs, our love songs, they are addressed to man. It's not addressed to God. The devotions there is from a man to a woman. And sometimes the, 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 the singer is a woman and, and the devotion is from the woman to a man. It's never to God. That is why it's not acceptable to God. Why? Because our God is a jealous God. You cannot have no other devotion. Your devotion must only be to God. But we allow it. We sing love songs addressed to a man, addressed to a woman. It's not supposed to be. Because the mouth that we use to praise the Lord, to honor the Lord, is the same mouth that you honor the world. You see, if we really believe that the Lord Jesus Christ is coming again, we shall be different in what we are and what we do. There is no greater incentive to holy living than to convince that any moment the Lord Jesus may return. Any moment the Lord Jesus will I see. 
the Lord Jesus will come. You see, those who hold the doctrine of the second coming find this uh, belief really to be an incentive for them to live a life of separation. Because Jesus Christ is coming, so they separate themselves. Do you separate yourself? Look, look at this, Titus chapter 2, verse number 11. Titus chapter 2, verse number 11. Do you separate yourself from the sinful, sinfulness of this world? For the grace of God that bringeth salvation had appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness. Deny it. Do you remember who? Uh, I think that was Brother Caleb preached here about denying ungodliness. Uh, it was maybe Brother Tim and Brother Matt over there at the door. When outside is the ungodliness and inside you know that was brother caleb and he is going to get to that door and deny them access deny access and godliness will try to open the door and brother caleb stand there and deny hold it not allowing them to come in that is denying ungodliness when that nice, you know, to the ears, um, beautiful songs and of this world will try to come into your mind, will come into your ears and into your heart, deny it, you know, oh, stop it, stop, oh, 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 no more, no more of that. That is denying ungodliness. If someone will entice you to do bad things or to do wrong or to do sin, you deny it. Someone will offer you drinks and that drink is al alcoholic drink. You deny it. Deny. Live a life of separation. Verse number, uh, verse number 12. Teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust. Now this is very dangerous. Here we have children and we have adults. But I, I'll tell you all of us can access our phones. And that is one of the dangers there because no one can see, uh, you know, no one really can tell what are you opening in your phones. But here we are told by the word of God that we have to deny ungodliness, we have to deny worldly lust, we have to live our life soberly, solemn and soberly, righteously and godly in this present world. Oh, pastor, this is now, this is now 20, 21st century. That's an old fashioned. No, no. In this present world. This present world. It doesn't mean, or it doesn't matter what, what age is that. It doesn't matter what year. In this present world. Yeah. This, this instruction was given to the Christians in year, maybe um, year 60 AD. This is, you know, applicable to them. And it is also applicable to us 2,000 years after. Yeah. Why? Because in this present world, yeah. it cannot grow, you know, um, obsolete. This yeah. cannot grow obsolete. This is always acceptable and mean working even in our midst today. You know, the doctrine of the second coming is used as an incentive for all of us Christians. You know, to, to live a life of separation. Not just a life of separation, but also uh, incentive to a, uh, a life of patience. We will have patience. In, in, um, in James chapter 1, verse number 3. James chapter 1, verse number 3. Bible says, Knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience, but let patience have a perfect work, that you may be perfect and entire, one thing, nothing. Patience. Young people, patience. Do not get bored so easily. Fight back. And if it is the things of the Lord, then, you know, put it forward. Do not allow, you know, that the things of the world will uh, distract you of your service to the Lord. Just move forward with the things of God. And sometimes you have to be patient. Be patient. And also, the doctrine of the second coming gives us the incentive of charity. 
we love the unlovable because we are looking forward to this coming of the Lord Jesus. And that is what God is looking for also in our life. That we begin to love the unlovable. We begin to have this charity. We begin to develop this charity in our heart. That charity, my friend, that, that comes from heaven. That charity, love, that, does not, that cannot be found anywhere in your life but God. That is the love. That is charity. 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse number 5. God wants you to have this kind of love. Because this love, you know... Uh, emanate from heaven. This love comes from heaven. Therefore, judge nothing before the time until the Lord come, who both will bring to light the hidden things of darkness and will, will make manifest the counsels of the heart, and then shall every man have praise of God. I don't know where's love there. <laughs> but I'll tell you, this will teach us, this will teach us love. The love of God. Of all the things that, you know, we know how to love. We have, we, have, we have the natural inclinations or we have the natural um, ability to love. We know how to love our parents. It's innate. It's normal. It's natural. We know how to love our spouse. It's normal. We know how to love our children. We know how to love uh, the good people. We love good people. We know how to love our neighbors, you know, that uh, called Philadelphia, a brotherly love. But to love the enemy is not. We hate the enemy. We hate those people that is really, you know, uh, they, are, they, are, um, um, they are just, you know, um, pest to the society. We don't love them. We, do, we, we, we want them dead. We wish that they are annihilated. We wish that they will be gone. They wish, we wish that, you know, in this world, all those bad people will go. But we do not know that they were part of them. <laughs> but I will tell you, we wish that all those bad people will go. But I will tell you, God also wants us to love those people. Share the gospel to them. Do good to them that hate you. Pray for them that despitefully use you and persecute you. Love your enemies. Whoa. Those kind of things do not come from earth. That love comes from heaven above. That is why that is the love that Jesus Christ brought to us to learn and to, to adapt into our life. Because it's not normal. It's not natural. Therefore, we have to pray and ask God, Lord, give me that grace. <laughs> Because I don't have it, Lord. I don't have it. If I see, uh, if I see bad people, my first, my in, uh, initial response is, I want to shoot them. <laughs> but when God, you know, dwells in our heart, we begin to see God's, you know, love towards people. Charity, charity is love. And again, the the doctrine of the second coming. It gives us the incentive of continuing in the Lord Jesus Christ. First John chapter two verse twenty-eight. First John chapter two verse number twenty-eight. You, we, we don't have we don't have the thoughts of you know being faithful to the Lord to the end. No, we don't like that. But because Jesus Christ is coming, that will put us into this position that we. I want to continue to the end. I want to be faithful to the Lord until the end. And now little children abide in him that when he shall appear, we, shall, we may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming. I will tell you, my friend, the doctrine of the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ makes us, you know, not doing bad things even though we are alone. Even though you are in the closet, even though you are alone in your house, even though you are alone wherever you are, that no one is seeing, oh, you can do bad things because no one is looking. But because Jesus Christ is coming, that stops you from doing the bad things because we believe that Jesus, Jesus Christ is coming very soon. And there is no secret that will be hidden. Everything will be displayed. Everything will be known. So the doctrine of second coming 
gives us the incentive of continuing uh you know uh, uh, staying with the lord jesus abiding in him and also an incentive to purity we have that you know um um i talked to the young men um last uh, friday or monday a uh, men's meeting about purity wow those kind of things i hope that they listen and you know uh, they listen very carefully in those messages that's very important for all of us men you know this second coming of the lord jesus will propel all christians and every christian to purity there's no other way in this christian life there is no choice there's no other choice but to live in purity for the lord because if we mess our life if we mess up our life i will tell you it's a shameful shameful thing shameful maybe here but also most shameful when we come and see him and all the angels will see it and all the people all christendom every person that is saved billions of them will watch your life oh that's what he did oh no it will be a shameful thing all those things that we did in secret that is why the second coming of the lord jesus will give us the incentive to live in purity another thing because there were seven of this i hope that i can um it's already 8 20. number five why we need to know these things because this subject influences christian service because the lord jesus is coming people come to serve the lord and even to the point where people give their lives to the Lord. Even those people, if you know the story of Jim Elliot, Jim Elliot, wow. They, they went into the place where there's so, so people who eat people there. And in that part, they, they, um, they, they, they tried to help these people, but they could not communicate. They, they could not speak their language and those people cannot speak that and when they arrived there they're white skin you know american and those people thought this these people are enemies and these people are food they have guns they have they have they have they have um you know their arm and these people if they will kill them they can kill them they have no uh, match to their to their ability in warfare but they just allow these people to kill them, not shooting their guns. Because in their heart, these people need the Savior. They are saved. So they just, they just allowed it. And the story was told that after that, many years after, uh, this, the, the wives of those, Jim Elliot and many others, and their wives went to that place and shared the gospel. And those people realized that these, these are not bad people. And then and they began to, <clears throat> to learn the gospel. They began to learn Jesus Christ. And they received Jesus Christ. And they got saved. And those people who killed Jim Elliot and others, it is their like, custom that if you have killed someone, you become a servant to the maybe the wife or the children. So they serve. Those people, they serve because they owe their life um, to, 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 to those people that they killed. And they received the Lord and they became Christians. And, and I'll tell you, it's a, good, a very nice story. Just look for it. Um, the, what's the name of that book, uh, Sam? I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, Beyond the, the Gates of Splendor. Beyond the Gates of Splendor. That's a story of those missionaries who, who got killed and then their wives after they got killed went there and shared the gospel and those 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 um, barbarians uh, got saved it's a it's a really why why jim Elliot and other offered their lives to be killed by those people that they tried to help they got killed because they want to help them to share the gospel to them why because the jim Elliot and others they know that lord jesus christ is coming the Lord Jesus Christ is coming, so therefore, you know, all they want is these people to know Christ before it's too late. If they will kill them, they are saved. But their soul will go to hell. Because they do not have Christ. If they were killed, there is a chance that these people might be saved. And that's what, that's the choice. They allow themselves to die. Their airplanes were there. 
their 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 place of stay, uh, staying they were there they just gave their life so that these people might have a chance to see Christ if they if they did not do that they could easily kill those people because they are armed what a story the reason why they did that because you know the second coming of Christ influenced their decision to give their lives to those people. Another thing, number six, why we need to know the second coming of Jesus Christ? Because this subject relates to worldwide happenings. The only solution to the problem and the perplexities of our collapsing civilization is the coming again of our Lord Jesus Christ. Not this politics, not these politicians, not the people, although we wish that we will have godly leaders, but that is not the solution. The solution to this is the Lord Jesus Christ himself. No man, no politician, no government, no scientist can solve the present situation, but God has a solution, and his solution is his son. The Lord Jesus Christ. And the plan is the Lord Jesus Christ will step down from his throne of glory and he will set up his reign and rule of righteousness and all the signs, the religious, political, industrial, commercial, point to the fact that his coming is very near. The Lord Jesus Christ <coughs> would come down, he will leave, you know. Um, the throne of, of heaven and he will he would come and reign here on earth and that is the solution and and again um, the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ relates to the worldwide happenings everything in this world right now is in preparation to the coming of the Lord Jesus lastly here lastly number seven we need to know the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ our blessed hope because this subject cures the troubled heart it cures the troubled heart let not your heart be troubled jesus christ knows that we have troubled heart god knows what troublesome it is god knows how hard it is to to absorb all these problems just, just this so heavy and it's very very hard to accept all these uh, things and the reality of of, of these um, problems in before us I will tell you, the Lord knows it, and He knows it all. That is why He said in John 14, verse number 1, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in Me. You see, how we need to understand and apply this, uh, this cure for troubled hearts. There's no other com comfort here in this world. There's no other comfort. Praise the Lord that you know, uh, um, Mr. Narciso uh, Patugalan, the, 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 the dad of Sister Narvi, is saved. He has a testimony of receiving the Lord Jesus Christ. And what a blessing because, you know, uh, uh, we will see him in the future. We will see him. And uh, now he is rejoicing in the presence of the Lord. And uh, we have our fight to fight. Uh, but again, time will come that we will see him. And this is just a very comforting truth that Jesus Christ, um, you know, is on our side. That is why the Bible tells us here uh, about the coming of the Lord in 1 Thessalonians 4.17. 1 Thessalonians 4.17, Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. What can comfort us in this situation? What can comfort us is the thought of the second coming of the Lord. That second coming of the Lord, that thought alone, wow, it changed the dynamics of our um, walk in this life. It changed our, the atmosphere of our heart. It changed uh, the, you know, a lot of things and we think positively now ahead of us because um, we are on the winning side and when the Lord Jesus Christ would come, then we will be with him, you know, for all eternity. And he is our God and we are his people. And we will be 
rejoicing forevermore with Him. Comfort one another with this word. What a blessing that there is comfort. Despite of the troubled heart, despite of the troublesome place, despite of the troublesome um, time that we have right now, but this subject that we need to know because this subject cures the troubled heart. And what can cure the troubled heart? The promise of the Lord Jesus Christ and His return. Let's bow our heads and pray. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for the blessing of your word, the encouragement, Lord, of your coming. And what a joy it is, O oh God, looking forward to that great and marvelous day and great day of rejoicing. But Lord, help us, Lord, because there will be shameful moments also in that second coming. There will be shameful moment, Lord, because of everything that we have done in this life will be displayed on the screen and every eye could see and every ear could hear of what we have done and what uh, our secrets are. Lord, I pray that, Lord, you will forgive us of all the things that we have done and, Lord, um, help us uh, that from this day forward, we will just live our life for you, God. And what a blessing, Lord, that we have this projection of your second coming because this will change our attitude. This will change our conduct in our life, Lord. And this will, uh, Lord, propel us to service. And Lord, thank you for this um, thought of second coming, the doctrine of second coming, because this will help uh, all the Christians personally. Bless all of us, Lord, and thank you for the victory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, let's all stand for our final hymn, the solid.